And joining us now is the Tourism Minister, Calvin Davis. And the New Zealand tourism industry has been given $400 million in the budget. Minister, how will that money be allocated? Well, first of all, we have to um, uh, put everything in context. This is the second wave of funding that's uh, going uh, into tourism. The first wave was our government's initial response to COVID-19. There's billions and billions of dollars have gone into supporting businesses and tourism um, benefited from that as well. And this $400 million uh, is tourism-specific. I've split that fund into two bits. The first um, part is a tourism transitions package to support businesses who need to pivot to the domestic market or or help to manage um, uh, through until a trans-Tasman tourism bubble occurs or needing help to hibernate or exploring other options. Yep. The second part of it is uh, to protect strategic tourism assets. Now, people say, so what's a strategic tourism asset, and I use the example of uh, from my own electorate just north of Whangarei. There's a little village called Tutukaka where uh, tens of thousands of visitors descend on that little village because they can get on boats, they can go out to the uh, Poor Knights Marine Reserve, snorkel in the pristine yep. waters with millions of fish. And when those businesses do well, then it has flow-on impacts into other businesses such as cafes and, and dairies and uh, the fishing charter along with jetty sort of thing. Okay, so, so how, have, how do these businesses a- access the money and how do you determine who gets what and how much? Yes. So there is a um, there are contact details on the MB and the TNZ websites and what will happen is they'll get in touch, officials will uh, work with them to develop bespoke uh, solutions for their particular business. So this isn't a one sorry, size. So, so, so when you say fund. sorry to interrupt. So when you say a bespoke solution, what guidelines are there for officials to determine, uh, or do they sort of make it up as they go along when determining who can get what? So it will depend on what each business's needs are. So some businesses might needs with concessions or lease arrangements, or uh, you know, it'll be up to them. Uh, so it depends on exactly on what each business's needs are. Because if we just um, put a blanket sort of, um, here you go, this is what it's for, it may not meet, meet the needs of businesses. And, and our uh, focus is on trying to keep businesses going uh, and making sure that they can manage through until the domestic uh, season Okay, we, we, we want to ask you about Hobbiton, the boss of Hobbiton. He's the chief executive, Russell Alexander. He's described as being up in arms, and he's labelled the package as a joke. What would you say back to him? No, I reject that because uh, his business in particular can uh, get in touch and they can have a bespoke um, solution you know, developed alongside of them. Now, he's criticising us before he's even engaged with the process, and I think that that's uh, roundly unfair. Uh, if if people like uh, who the owners of Hobbiton thought that we were going to open up the borders immediately, and th- this package isn't for them. But to suggest, as I've heard some people say, that we should be funding some businesses until uh, international tourism uh, starts again, I think that that is uh, unsustainable, and it's unfair yeah. on businesses in other sectors who are also doing it tough. So what were the expectations of the tourism industry from this package, and how did you attempt to address all those concerns? So I've had um, a number of online discussions with probably close to three and a half, four thousand 4,000 uh, people participating in those on- online discussions. The thing that they said that 
they most wanted certainty on was the extension of the wage subsidy. So we extended the wage subsidy for an extra eight weeks, and I was just I was having a discussion with a business owner yesterday who said that was exactly what they needed because it will enable him to uh, see through until about August when he's expected domestic tourism to pick up. You know, hopefully within a couple of months, the Australian, um, the Trans-Tasman tourism scene will, will start to, um, you know, will look promising. So, you know, that was the first thing that they wanted and that's what we've delivered. Uh, is, there a, is there something in the idea that a lot of these businesses are being targeted at international tourists and effectively they've priced their product for international tourists and the domestic uh, tourists have been priced out of it? Are, are some of these businesses going to have to have a radical price overhaul on some of their attractions? Look, those are decisions that they have to make. It's not for the government to tell businesses what they need to charge, but you know, for the foreseeable future, the market is domestic tourism. You know, if uh, if they like, I so said, so it's going to be pretty. It's it's going to be pretty difficult to help out a, a business like Hobbiton, then I guess, because that depends on the international dollar. So effectively, and uh, because there's only so far you can go, and if if that's a product where international tourists come all around because of Lord of the Rings, they're they're probably not going to be happy with any package. I'm guessing. And, and that's the point, you know, the uh, tourism transition program, as I uh, spoke, spoke about earlier, was to provide uh, guidance and advice to, to businesses that do need to pivot to the domestic market uh, that, you know, may need to hibernate or need to explore other options. But, uh, you know, without doubt, uh, this is difficult for everyone. We understand how much people are hurting. Um, and businesses are going to have to really look at what they're doing and um, make decisions accordingly. But one thing that the Minister of Finance did spell out in his speech when he read the budget was that this is just the first part of the uh, tourism uh, recovery package. So what more what so more the, do you think the tourism industry, if there are people listening right now in the tourism industry going, how are we the biggest earner for this country, but we only got $400 million, then, then what can you give them to just keep them hanging in there? Well, uh, the first thing I'd say is um, engage with the process and uh, access that $400 million. That, like I say, people were complaining before the, um, yeah. you know, before they'd even bothered to engage. And uh, I think that they actually need to uh, work with the process and see what's in, uh, in it for them. Uh, as I say, bespoke uh, solutions mean that the solutions will be tailored to their particular mm. needs, and um, the, there'll be more coming in in the coming weeks. So, uh, I mean, do do you yeah, have an idea of what's coming in the coming weeks? Because one, I can't help get the the feeling that from many tourism operators, whatever is coming, they need it now and not in a subsequent announcement. Why is there going to be something unveiled later when we've got the money, we've got you know, this huge budget announcement of, and there's money that's unallocated? Why can't, it be, why can't those decisions be made and announced now? Well, look, the first thing is, is there's $400 million going to um, tourism business, businesses in the here and now, and that's what they were asking for. So if there's a particular business who thinks that they're going to absorb all the $400 million, well, I think that that's um, a bit crazy, and I think there's... There's plenty there for businesses to to look at. It may be that we extend what we've got, but the thing is, is businesses hang off every word that politicians say in these um, in these types of situations. And if we start speculating, they may start making business decisions based on on um, speculation. So it's best to uh, make use of what we've got now, and um, and to uh, you know wait for when we do have uh, further announcements. And because I you know I just really don't want to. 
um, sort of just okay, Minister, into, one... into the wind, oh. and um, and they make business decisions based on what I say on a radio program. No problem at all. But one final question and quick one, just as we let you go: Do you expect domestic tourism to recover um, more so than some predictions? Uh, I expect uh, domestic tourism to. Uh, to, re- to recover, of course. I mean, it was 60% of all tourism. Uh, it'll be soft to start off with, before, you know, while people are still a bit hesitant to travel and, and some households have obviously got less income. But eventually, the numbers in tourism will grow and, and you know, and when uh, international tourism does come back on board. Uh, and so, you know, there there is a future there. It's just going to be a bit softer and... Um, and Tourism New Zealand it does have a domestic campaign. Um, well, they've already started it in, in some areas. And, you know, it's going to be about uh, encouraging New Zealanders to, to travel and get out and okay. to treat New Zealand as a holiday destination as we would when we go overseas and a bit more carefree with yeah. our money in that.